Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're just waiting for a couple more people who are going to show up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I just... um, Whoa! Welcome to um, um, SIM Conference Call and Ministry of Supplication International Ministries. Please visit our website at elvisisen.com and become a partner and plant a seed. Hallelujah. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Today we are here with um, um, Rodney Folkers. Rodney Folkers. Hallelujah. And he is a a, a um, you know a mature um, um, man of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and. And he um, um, has 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 a heart for Jesus. the nation that he's been to to um, Haiti and, and Africa and and um, and um, mm, Jesus. He, he has such a, a, a foundation. Rich Hoffman, Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome. He he has such a, a foundation in his life Jesus. and all that, and 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 such a depth in him and all that. You know, in this. When 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 Rod teaches, how he can go Jesus. on for hours, Hallelujah. But but it's life. It is life. It is life. Hallelujah. And, and mm-hmm. many people seek his counsel. Because his, you know, his 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 ear is, is is to the Father, and he hears what the Father is saying. Hallelujah. Glory Amen. to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, Amen. Great. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah, Amen, and and so, so it's just it's just a pleasure, you know. I I know I know in Raleigh Volkers, um over twenty years and all that. He he knew me when in in, in my very beginning and all that, and I remember he came up to me, and and you know when I first met him and all that, he said he said Elvis, you're an evangelist and all that, you know, and 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 and, and at that time, you know, I was just. I was just in, in, in junior high and all that. I was going around preaching um preaching hell and brimstone and all that and and, and, mm-hmm. and praying up a storm and all that and, and, and hallelujah and and then and then um year, uh, years Jesus. down the road I would always run into him, we'll always cross our path, hallelujah and then and and then um hallelujah and and I remember um um you know, here here um um we begin to for for a um, for a few years we ministered together and all that and mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and and we we really sought God together hallelujah but he has been um, um, he he is very intimate in the foundation of Supplication National Ministries and and he mm-hmm. is on our on, on one of our one of our our mm-hmm. oversight boards hallelujah and and um, so he's a, a really a gift that the body of Christ needs. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. Amen. You know he he was he was my best man at my wedding. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. And, and he he was um, praise Jesus. the Lord! Hallelujah! So so we we went through thick and thin. We went through we we went through um, hard times and good times. Hallelujah! So so hallelujah! So we we really got a good treat today and and um, so. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. hallelujah, glory to God. You know, one thing is is, is starting at seven o'clock. <laughs> I felt I felt the presence of God come into into my place, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And you know what? When we have these conference calls, it's like an hour before, all of a sudden, it changes. The atmosphere changes. The atmosphere changes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then I yep. saw these angels that come. These Jesus. angels come. What's so everyone who is called in the night, there's angels. Amen. There's angels that showed up in your place. Amen. Hallelujah. And everyone Amen. who's going to listen to this message, hallelujah, on, uh, from the internet, hallelujah, angels will show up. Amen. Amen. Angels, there'll be a visitation of, 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 of angels. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to turn it over to um, um, Rodney Folkers and, 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 and let's, um, if you have any questions and or your input just just um um kindly like um 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 hold that to the end and then and then and as long as it it it, it follows in line what he's talking about then you can give that because he really mm-hmm. has an important message to give to us tonight Jesus. an important message you know one thing i've known rod when he gives a message hallelujah, you know he doesn't just give a message hallelujah praise god it's it, it's a it's a um, um, God speaks to him over over a certain period of time, hallelujah. And so his message that comes forth, it's a seasonal message, hallelujah. Amen. It, it, it matures for a while, hallelujah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord, Whoa. hallelujah. So so um, so I'm going to turn it over to Rodney Folkers, hallelujah. He he is an, an apostle, Jesus. Uh, and, and um to the generations, hallelujah. To to the generations, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Glory to God, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, well, I want to thank you, Elvis, for this opportunity. And uh, I do have a word, amen, that was when you asked me here and uh, last week when I was just uh, meditating and the Lord dropped it in that spirit that uh, I'm to minister on the temples of God, the seven temples of God. And... Um, you know, there are, of course, a lot of different teachings out there in the different temples of God. But we're in a transition here now from a temple-type structure to a tabernacle structure. And there is a difference. Hallelujah. We're in the temples. You know, I was thinking how um, um, how God, when God starts off something, um, God's going to finish it. And he's going to do it right. And so I believe that there are enemies, but I believe there are enemies that we don't recognize that are a hindrance to what God is going to do. And I said God is going to do, he's going to get a people that will do it with him. Um, that's why I'm very, very adamant about what God is going to do. It has nothing to do with uh, what our politicians are doing. Um, forget about that. It's it's what God's kingdom is all about. And uh, I remember not too long ago, there was a young man that I went to a business meeting and I'd never seen him before. And he, what came out of his mouth was just doom and gloom. And, you know, and, and I kind of got a little bit upset and I turned to him and I said, well, sir, I said, tell me something. I said, you just told me all what the world's doing. Can you tell me what God is doing? And he didn't know what to say. <laughs> and I didn't do that to be mean to him. And I, I, I um, you know, I shared with that right immediately because I didn't want him to get offended by what I had shared. But it jarred him enough to realize that what was coming out of his mouth was not necessarily false. 
but it was not the highest order. The highest order is what God is saying, hallelujah, and it's what God is doing. And, you know, there is a remnant seed, but, you know, God doesn't need big numbers to, to produce his will in the earth. He needs willing vessels. He needs willing vessels that have an ear to hear what he is saying, hallelujah. And so so we're in a, a time period, and I believe it's, I call it the third day. And you see, the third day in, in God's timetable is always refers to resurrection and the resurrection power of that resurrection. You see, we have a lot of structures and a lot of, in the body of Christ, but where's the power? Where's the manifestation of the Spirit of God? And, of course, if they don't know the voice of God, they wouldn't, even if they had angels going around them, even angels, even amongst them, they wouldn't recognize them. But God's raising up that tabernacle, the end-time ministry, that will tabernacle with him, that will know his voice, that have, have spent hours in time, not only in the word, but just, just seeking his voice. You see, that's, that's the whole big difference. It's interesting between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. We are ministers of reconciliation, by the way, which is impartation of the election of his grace. And so everybody, everybody should be a carrier of his glory. Every one of us have been, we have been created to, to possess the glory of God in us. But obviously that's, that, that has not and, of course, that did not happen until the resurrection of Jesus Christ because that was the time when the restoration of the tabernacle of David began. And people must realize what that, that, that tabernacle was all about. So I'm going to go, in, I'm going to go into to the seven, the seven uh, tabernacles of God. But first of all, I want to read something. I want to read uh, Psalms 110. And the Lord said to my Lord, the Lord here is Jehovah, said to the Lord Yeshua, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion to rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power, in the beauty of holiness, from the womb of the morning. You have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. That order means king and priest. Melchizedek was not just, was not just a priest. He was also a king. That is the highest rank and the highest order in the kingdom of God. And God, is the bid is opening to, to be of that order, hallelujah. Actually, through Christ, we enter into that order. But, you know, the church takes a while. It, takes, we have to, it, it, it has to sink in who we are, hallelujah, and begin to walk in the truth of that rest. You know, and so, um, but this is part of the dismantling of the earthly, uh, the earthly type, structure into a tabernacle type structure so jesus said is interesting in john 2 19 21 jesus answered said unto them if you destroy this temple in three days i will raise it up 
but he spoke with the temple of his body. Well, I'll tell you what, we are in that, as I said before, we're in that third day. We are in that third day right now. You know, and Jesus said, he said, he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, uh, you know, so obviously when we take that, those scriptures, what, what was in the days of Noah? You see, there are things that were, there were giants in the land. Yes, but there were things that also that Noah did. You see, Noah, we know that was a man just like we are, um, faced situations and problems, and obviously, just like today, there was violence. They were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying and giving in marriage over and over and over again. And the Bible says that they knew not that day of, of course, with God's wrath would come until... They knew that that day un- until it came to them. It came to them very quickly. And so it, so it is today. So there is a day coming. There's a day when coming that, yes, the wrath of God will be poured out on this earth. I believe we are in a time of sorrows right now. Obviously, the conditions, the things are moving along very, very quickly, very fast. But God also said that he would do in the last days, he would do a quick and a mighty work. A mighty work is a powerful work. What? It's not, it's, it's the power of God. It's a manifestation of the sons of God that operate in the power of God. Hallelujah. Are you there? Amen. So we are in that, we are in that time frame when God is calling his army. Hallelujah, his people. You could say his Gideonites. It's, it's a small group. It's not a large group. But he's calling them to, to the forefront, calling them to his throne of grace. Hallelujah. To get equipped and prepared for this time that is coming for such a time as this. So God's no respecter of persons. Like I said, he's looking for willing vessels that will fulfill the role that he has. But anyway, going back to the seventh, starting with the seven spirits of God, and um, the Bible says that a temple is a place where God reveals himself as the eternal voice of your life and, and makes covenant with you or a covenant with your fathers. That is a place that God, it's a place that he chooses, hallelujah, to, to reach out his hand with the right hand of fellowship to mankind. And he speaks his life. He speaks his will, hallelujah, into that person. Or it could be even a group. It can be a group of people. And then God, God actually, he'll take that word and he'll take it and turn it into literally a covenant word, depending upon what type of word it is. So the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Well, see, God is a covenant-keeping God. And I call those covenants, I call them, I call them uh, this, the seed of Abraham that uh, <clears throat> obviously was not birthed out of the flesh. It's, it's a seed that gives us much joy and laughter. And uh, so <clears throat> Abraham, of course, obviously had two seeds. He had a seed that God showed him and uh, showed him in, that would be a seed that would be in the earth or of the earth. And then he showed him another seed that would be of the stars of heaven. 
Well, hallelujah. I'm glad I'm not of that seed of the earth because that's where you go back to. If you've been <clears throat> created out of the earth, then when you, that's where you're going to go to. But if you're, you're that star seed, that star seed doesn't have, does not have a natural descent in the earth. Hallelujah. It's above. And that's exactly what you and I have been called to. We've been called to a heavenly calling, a new Zion, a Zion that's from above, and not, not of a Sinai that's of this earth, which is, by the way, out of Hagar. So the woman of bondage. But most think, people think that there are only maybe two temples or so listed in Scripture. But that's not true. The, the temple was, like I said, it was given for a twofold purpose. A meeting place, a place to tabernacle with God. <clears throat> the, the first thing that we find in the scriptures, the first tabernacle we find is the one that's given to Moses. Moses said, I will prepare him a habitation. You can find this in Exodus 15:2. God had instructed Moses, I want you to make me a sanctuary according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the patterns of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. In Exodus 25, 9, God gave Moses a visual of his throne called the Ark of the Covenant. Hallelujah. Or in other words, the voice that leads. In Hebrews chapter 9, it repeats, repeats what God spoke to when he spoke to Moses and how to build the tabernacle, the temple. Moses was given by God a pattern and how to build that tabernacle and a temple during the 40 days and 40 nights that he was on Mount Sinai. God today. had said that he would dwell in the temple and all the te- temples recorded, recorded in the word. God dwelt in the Holy of Holies of his temple. He dwelt there in his manifestation conscious presence called the Shekinah glory. Hallelujah. For God always speaks out of his cloud that overshadows his throne. The second purpose of the temple is to serve as a facility in which worship is offered unto God. The first temple was merely a, a tabernacle or a tent. A tabernacle serves the same purpose, of course, as a temple, but as a tent rather than a building. God spoke to Moses, let them, meaning Israel, make me God a sanctuary, in a place of residence, a refuge, a hallowed place, a holy place where God would dwell. So the tabernacle or the temple of Moses was the first temple. Hallelujah. Or tabernacle was the tabernacle called the tabernacle of Moses. It was erected and, and carried across the wilderness, of course, for 40 years and was finally pitched in Mount Gibbon. It stayed there for, a hundred year, for hundreds of years. The law and the Ten Commandments, of course, being also the voice and the testimony of life and death. The bl- blood, of course, obviously delayed the breaches of their sins, of that death or its penalty. So <clears throat> this, this temple, was, of course, was outside of the, the people of God. They, only Moses was allowed to come, and only Moses was allowed to go into the tent of witness, or what we call the temple of God. The specific truth here is that the law of God 
While receiving the instruction to build the temple, Moses basked in the presence of God. He came down from the mountain. The children of Israel asked that they might see his face because of the glory that was upon him. They turned from the law, really, that had the glory. You see, there was glory there. The goodness of God was certainly manifested to Moses because Moses asked to see God's glory. And it was the and God said to Moses, listen, he said, you cannot look me directly in my eyes, but I will pass by you and I will show you my goodness. So Moses understood the goodness of God, but yet because of the because of the law, the letter of the law of God, that obviously God had downloaded to Moses and of course to many penalties and the tolerance that had to be made for those penalties was also in that law. I'm sure glad today that, hallelujah, we've been redeemed from that law. That's part of our redemption, from the law of sin and death. And so that gives us the freedom now, hallelujah, to move on, to move on to another mountain called the mountain of Zion. Hallelujah. The city of our God. Isn't this wonderful that God has everything planned out? That, he, you know, he knows, he knows the beginning from the end. But, you know, what he needs, though, he, of course, obviously, he needs people that have an ear that will cooperate with him and, and, and do what he wants us to do. Hallelujah. But that's really, that is the glory, hallelujah, that we have been called to encompass and, and walk in, hallelujah, and enjoy the fellowship with with him in that glory. So this, uh, Moses himself said, I fear and quake at the revelation of God's law, Hebrews twelve twenty one. It has It really wasn't a joyful time, really, for them. This was called the institution of the temple or the type of the temple, brought forth from the law, which symbolizes the righteousness of God, yes, but his almighty and omnipotent holiness, yes, but no one could approach him unless he met the requirements of that law. This is why the high priest would approach him in fear of death himself. He literally trembled at the entering into the Holy of Holies, for he knew he had to fulfill the exact procedures in the law, or he would die, Leviticus 16.2. So this tabernacle was the beginning place of worship. The sacrifices, the blood offerings were offered there. It was a solemn type of worship, though, and apparently not much joy or jubilation was present. But, hallelujah, we, there's a progression here that God's about ready to show us. And the sec, it's found in the second tabernacle. It's called the Tabernacle of David. 400 years after the institution of Moses' tabernacle, the Lord put into David's heart to move the ark of God from Gibbon to the city called the city of David and set the ark of God there, 2 Samuel 3, 1 through 10, which is called the second tabernacle. The only thing that David took out of that tabernacle of Moses was the ark of God found in 2 Chronicles 1, 4. And he put, of course, we know that he put it also... He, when he went to get it, not realizing the, the way that the ark had to be brought in was not the way that God had ordained. So 
David, not knowing this, not realizing this, uh, and uh, had just, of course, obviously had sent some individuals to go get the ark and put it on a new cart and to bring it from Jer- Jerjah to Jerem. So we know the story. We've all heard the story of Azza, which stretched forth his hand here and to steady that ark. God smote him and died. And this displeased David. Now, I don't know if God smote him or not. I've heard, I've heard that on the mercy seat, that was 400 pounds of gold. And gold is a conductor of electricity. So when we say that God killed Uzzah, I don't know if that's exactly true. But there's certain things that that ark of the covenant had to be done. And one of them is it had to be covered. In other words, it was its own light. It did not get its light, if you will, from the outside. So obviously, if this is true, and this, is, of course, was uh, brought forth by a Jewish scholar, actually a rabbi, that figured out that 400 pounds of gold, if it sat in the outside in the sun very long, it would literally, it would literally be a, 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 uh, a death sentence for um, someone that would touch it because of the energy that it would draw from the sun. So I don't know if this is true or not, but obviously it's certainly some food for thought. Hallelujah. So it was in David's heart to move from Gibbon to the city of David. And it's interesting what Zion means. It is, it is noted that Zion, David got that name from Zion from the Lord. There was no such name up to that time. And you know what Zion means? Zion means peace and rest. Wow, that's where, we, that's where we are born. We are born unto Zion, the place of peace and rest. You see, I think lots of times we don't really have, when, uh, have that rest because we get into a lot of wars and a lot of things that, you know, I think that are needless because Jesus has overcome Hallelujah, all the enemies that we have. He's already done it for us. And so but by faith, we have to step in and grab a hold of that authority and that dominion and not let the devil run us around a ramshod. And, and so, so we'll just walk in the glory of what Jesus has already done for us at the cross. And so we have, we have more dominion. And I believe as the days go ahead, go by and as we come closer to the end and revelation knowledge is just coming forth left and right to the body of Christ we'll walk in a greater glory than we're walking in right now but obviously it takes faith it takes trust hallelujah that God's word is true over and above our circumstances circumstances certainly will come the Bible says we'll enter into tribulation but I don't believe the tribulation, of course, obviously, is Satan doesn't want us to fulfill what God has had for his life, so he's going to try to give us a little trouble. But it says, fear not, little children, for he has overcome. Christ has all, already overcome the obstacles and the situations that are sent our way to trip us up, to get us to, to uh, get our eyes off the the truth of God's word, hallelujah, which should be an anchor to our soul. You see, hallelujah, we're anchored in Christ. 
and we are in we are covenant people, you know, and God looks over at his covenant or his word to perform it. He's literally looking for people to perform his word through. Hallelujah. And so I praise God that all of us here and and uh all of you out there and on radio land or internet land, hallelujah, will realize the the completeness and the ability and the dominions that we hold if we'll grab a hold of it. You know, the thing, you know, what you look at is what you become. Your your vision of things and how you understand things will become your reality. So if you need to correct your thinking on some areas, then do it. Hallelujah. Repent and change. You know, we all, I praise God that we're all in his workmanship. You know, he's, a, he's the potter, we're the clay. Hallelujah. And God is definitely doing, you know, and will continue to do um, more work in our lives so that we can fully, just like Jesus, be victorious, be the image of him. Hallelujah. We were created in his image. We were created to be that what he's called us to be. Hallelujah. And, you know, really, I don't know what the church is going to look at, look like at the end, but I, all I can say is that by faith, I believe she's going to, hallelujah, look just like Jesus. Hallelujah. Walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, do exploits in the earth. Hallelujah. Walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. And, and there will be a, a remnant that will not see death. That's a fact. They will not see physical death. Hallelujah. That, has, that last enemy, hallelujah, has been defeated by Jesus Christ through his resurrection power. Hallelujah. And yes, I know that the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive, there it is, shall be caught up with him in the air. And this is literally going to happen. Hallelujah. We have that resurrection life in us. And, and, of course, that's the blessing that the blessing that we have that's been given to us through the law of faith through Abraham, that the just shall live by faith, that faith, hallelujah, that faith that we have, that eternal life, and that we can impart that eternal life to, to whoever we have influence with or talk to or share the gospel with. So anyway, getting back to here, David, David heard heard that the ark of the Lord was was causing a great blessing. You see that after the situation with Uzzah, of course the ark was moved and uh, was moved to, uh, to the house of Obadiah. He didn't want any more Israelites dying, so he left the ark there. For three months, the Lord blessed the house of Obadiah. You can find this in 2 Samuel 6, 1 and 12. So David heard that the ark of the Lord was causing such a great blessing, so he went to the house of Obadiah to recover it. This time, but he brings, hallelujah, he has, he's had a change of his heart. He got a hold of the prophets and found out, and probably some of the priests, and found out how to bring the ark, hallelujah, back into, the, back into its place where it needed to be, hallelujah, in Zion, a place of rest and peace. Now he approached the Ark of the Covenant with a great jubilation. You see, David had a revelation. You see, things changed. Now, David was under the law, 
But David received a revelation called grace. Wow. That is something that I'll tell you that there is a war going on today. See, the apostle's message is the, the resurrection life of the gospel of grace. You see, it's the election of God. You see, one thing we have to realize, that God can do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. And he knows how to do, he knows how to get it done, what he has elected to do in the earth. You see, it was the election of God's grace that defeated Satan in the first place. It wasn't the wrath of God being poured out unto humanity, because the wrath of God was poured out. It had to be poured out, so it was poured out in Christ. You see, Christ shed his blood. That was the wrath of God. But Jesus had a choice, and the Bible says that he laid it down, that no man could take his life, but he would lay it down for us. That's called the election of grace. In other words, he chose to. See, the enemy of the law of sin and death could not, could not be met in other, any other way. For the law of sin and death demanded death. And it was an eternal death that could, not, could never be broken because it was, it, was, it was a covenant that God had made in the Garden of Eve with Adam and Eve. And that covenant was the day that they would eat of that tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they should surely die. And you see, praise, praise the Lord that God had a plan. He had a plan redemption for you and for me. He had a plan to redeem man from that law of sin and death. He had a plan, but that plan would be called the grace of God. And David saw that. David had a revelation because David was anointed king, but he also he took on the role of as a priest. And <clears throat> no, it's, it was against the law normally in, under the law to take and do the work of a priest. And we can see that with, or, or uh, of course, David was anointed king, but the work of a priest, of course, obviously kings were not to, not to partake of that. And we can see that in, uh, with, uh, later on with, with, um, with, uh, hallelujah. And think here. Thank you, Jesus. With Saul, when Saul went up and, and, uh, when Samuel, when the children of Israel wanted to be, wanted a king. And so God says, I will give them a king. They wanted a king like all the other heathen nations. But God, God didn't want them to have a king. It wasn't that they, he didn't want them to have a king. It wasn't time. God always, God's always plan, plans are not always in timing with our plans. But nevertheless, he gave them their will. But the thing about it is they gave him, they gave them a king just like they were. You see, I've found that this is some of the things that, you know, when God chases his people, um, you know, he will give the people, he'll give the people their will. But God still will fulfill his will in the end. You see, it will play out. God, God, God has a will, and he has a plan to fulfill that will. And you see, he's going to do that work one way or another. Hallelujah. Because God's going to get the glory for it. 
You see, God's word, Satan's glory is not going to rule and reign. His voice is not going to rule in this, this world as the prince and power of the air. You see, Jesus, hallelujah, has become the voice and prince and the power now of both heaven and earth. Hallelujah. And so we can, we can think in those terms of, of the victory of Christ or we can think of the things on, on the terms that, you know, that uh, we're going to fail, we're not, you know, um, everything is going to go to hell in the handbasket and there's no hope. Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. So in a way, God, God had told Samuel the prophet to go anoint Saul. So Saul, but Saul did something very foolish. He took the place of a priest because Samuel was also not only a prophet, he also was a Levite priest. And you see, he went and made the sacrifice when Samuel didn't get there right on time, and the people, the people were walking away from Saul. And when, when Saul saw that, he got, he got scared, and he took the sacrifice, and he went up onto the high place, and he made the sacrifice. And Samuel shows up and says, what, did you have, what have you done? And he said, the, Saul said, because the people were walking away from me. You see, I went up and made the sacrifice. Wow, what a foolish mistake. And Samuel said, this day the kingdom has been taken from you and given to another. Another that would have the heart for God. Another that would have be obedient to God. And so that person, obviously, was David. But David had a revelation, and he had a revelation of God's grace and God's mercy. And so this is where that David took then and brought the ark home, brought it in its place, set it up. And this was now called the tabernacle of David. So, (laughs) hallelujah. So there's... uh, there's different tabernacles that we progressively begin to, to see and, and see its structure and how it pertains to us today. Well, the third ta- temple or tabernacle is called the Temple of Solomon, David's son. You see, God wouldn't allow David. Dave, David wanted to build God a house because, you know, even the heathens had a lot of temples and they were beautiful and ornate. And, and here God's, God's covenant, his Ark of Covenant, just sat in a tent. Nothing plain, mundane, nothing to look at, really, of any significant beauty. And, of course, as it sat in the tent. But it doesn't matter. See, God's beauty is not on the outward appearance. It's on the inward appearance. And in, in, in that temple, or in that tent, of course, obviously, was the Ark or the Covenant of God. And that is the most powerful, most beautiful thing there is. Hallelujah. When you begin to see it with spiritual eyes and understanding. Hallelujah. So, in a way, so God said to David, David, no, I can't let you do this. I know you want to build me a place and, you know, a temple, but I'll, I'll have, you cannot do it because you're, you're a man of war. You've had too much, too much wars, too much bloodshed. So, your son will build me 
that temple. And this is the third temple. It's called in, in Scripture. It's called the house of the Lord. You can find it in Second Chronicles 7.11. This is the place, hallelujah, that is, it was, is called Solomon's temple. But Solomon, Solomon was wise because he had a lot of coaching. And the coaching was from his father, David. David had put aside gold and silver and, and iron and bronze and all the things to build this temple. So David spent most of these years collecting the materials to build a beautiful house for the Lord. And so when Solomon, of course, became king after David had passed away, uh, Solomon was able to, um, to take all the things that he had to build God a beautiful house. And, but there was only one thing wrong with that. The temple still separated God from the people. You see, God had a better idea. God's plan was to be with man. Hallelujah. Not be separate from man, but literally to tabernacle with man so that they could be one. Hallelujah. And fulfill that order and place that man was created for. You see, that's really what we were created for. We're created for the same thing. The first Adam obviously failed at Jesus Christ who tabernacled with his father and everything that he did. Hallelujah. Was the second Adam that, ful that fulfilled the perfect image of God himself. Hallelujah. And all, all that God had called forth. And so the temple structure still separated. It might have been a holy place, but it, wasn't a, it was not a place that brought resurrection life. It's, they still had a priesthood that, of course, obviously gave out the law. But see, the thing is, is God, the law of God, that God, the finished work of God's redemptive plan was called the law of grace. Hallelujah. And so the picture of this temple is, is of course, is given in Second Chronicles 5, 13, 14. As it came to pass that, obviously, that when Solomon built the temple, he brought forth trumpeters, singers, the one, and uh, hallelujah. And uh, there were over 4,000 that were 4,000 of individuals that played cornets, psalteries, harps, and appointed to be singers. There were recorders. People wrote down everything that was prophetic. There was also praise and there was prophecy. It was a very noisy place. In that day, you, you could have enjoyed, enjoyed Zion if you were present day, typical religious you couldn't have, literally, if you were a religious person. See, that's what religion doesn't understand. It doesn't restand of making a joyful sound unto the Lord. Religion is, is obviously a killer. It's a killer of the Spirit of God. And, the, and obviously a robber of the life of God. Hallelujah. Imparted to his people. Jesus said, of course, Obviously, he said in Scripture in Matthew eighteen twenty, where two or three, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I also in their midst. Wow, 
So today, hallelujah, those temples, those temples that Moses built, the temple that that obviously had been rebuilt three times, two or three times, and is still, of course, obviously still broken down today. But uh, <laughs> praise the Lord, we can go on because there's, there's, there's more of the structure of the glory of God that is being imparted to us today, hallelujah, as his children, as his sons and daughters, hallelujah, of the Most High God, that carry his glory into a world, hallelujah, that needs to see Jesus, needs to, wit- needs to witness the life of Jesus in us, not, not just hear the, hear the words Jesus. You know, so, so God, God uh, in his creative nature and his creative work has progressively brought change from a temple-type structure into a structure of tabernacling with him. The body of Jesus, of course, is the fourth temple, um, uh, which which became the temple of God. The fifth temple is the individual temple that we are, and then there's the corporate temple and the eternal temple. So I don't know if we're going to get through all of these, but hallelujah, I'm at least giving you a rundown of the seven, seven temples of God and how they relate to us today. Hallelujah. But Jesus, as I said, had a revelation, or David had a revelation of that grace. And the Bible says that David put, he took his kingly garb and he set it aside. This is so interesting because this is exactly what Jesus did. And then David took on the role of a priest by taking the ephod and going before with singing and dancing and praise. And he brought and brought and and uh, gave. It was a day of rejoicing and sent out uh, sent out bread and wine and and uh, some translations said it was raisin bread. Wow! I mean that is that is the sweet that is the sweetness of of eating good bread. But the fact remains is that David brought the glory of God, if you will, the temple of God where the glory rested upon, hallelujah, to its, to its a place that were, where mankind could hallelujah come and, and rejoice with praise and thanksgiving. And so and obviously that is exactly what we do today. Hallelujah. This is the structure of, of tabernacling with God. You see, David's tabernacling with God didn't start at this temple or didn't start at the ark. It started out in the pasture. It started out with his worshiping God. It started out with his taking care of his father's sheep. And then, and see, God was actually putting him in training. He didn't know it, but God had his eye upon David. And you know, God has, 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 has had his eye upon you too. Hallelujah. To be able to, you see, in your, in your private life, you don't have to go to you don't have to go to church to worship God. You see, our worship doesn't in fact it, I believe it starts more in your home. It starts in your personal life. 
Because you see, the glory of God today under the new covenant resides in each and every one of us. Hallelujah. You see, and what happens is lots of times in situations, the devil wants to take that glory that God has put in you. Maybe it hasn't been drawn out. Maybe you've got in situations where, you know, someone has hurt you and offended you. And you've gotten angry and you've gotten upset or gotten discouraged. You see, this is, this is, this is the tools of the enemy. And lots of times, in most cases, God will use Christians. If you've been under a heavy task, taskmaster, let's say, uh, in ministry, um, lots of times I've found people that they will develop the same kind of, same kind of uh, position when they grow up. You know, thinking this is of God, this is the thing of God. And when, it, when the fact remains is, is, no, it's not the image of God. God is a good God. He's a patient God. He's a God of long-suffering. He's a God that does not give up. God will not give up. You see, the eternal covenant, Jesus, Jesus when he swore to himself, swore to his Father, really. You know, and, and so that 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 he would never break that eternal covenant that he has with us. That's why he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Wow, how powerful. You see, people will forsake you in situations. That's just the way the world is, and not even realizing it. But you know something? You've got to walk in grace. You've got to walk in grace to those situations and those hurts. And, you know, let them go. Hallelujah. Be free. Don't don't fall for the devil's lies and the snares. If someone says something about you, you know, or criticizes you, or you you found out that a little later on that 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 person that that you thought was your friend is really has become your enemy. You know, I've walked that life. I've seen those situations, and you know, and I've learned in life. Say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hallelujah. That was what Jesus' words were. See? And we have to do the same. Because we, we do have, you know, um, lots of times there's, there's all kinds of influences. There are spiritual influences and influence individuals to think a certain way and uh, don't, or don't have the revelation or have the understanding of uh, situations that maybe you're involved in. They don't see you. They don't see your calling. They don't, and they don't help it. And they, you know, sometimes become a hindrance. But I thank God that God is raising up fathers in these last days that are recognizing the giftings and the different anointings that's on people's lives. And are, I call them the Barnabases of life. They're, they've seen life. They've been through life. They've experienced situations and and, and, of course, obviously, over a process of time and through the fire, they're able to discern correctly what's going on and what is precious and what is vile. You see, but, you know, one thing you want to understand, that God, God when he starts to work in us, he's going to finish it. Hallelujah. He's going to, he's going to intervene in those situations. Sometimes we wonder why prophecy doesn't come to pass. Years go by. But I have learned that when God says something, he's going to fulfill it. All he asks us to do is stand in faith, hallelujah, for the reward. 
It's part of your Canaan land blessing. God has, he has got, I mean, he has got so much, you know. The Bible says, great is the harvest and the labors are few. Many are called, you know, but not many are chosen. The reason why they're not chosen is because they won't pay the price. You know, and that price is not a negative thing. The, the price is the working out of our salvation. A lot of times we think that we get negative ideas that, you know, it's going to really cost me. It's going to cost me everything. It's going to cost me a house. It's going to cost me this. It's going to cost me that. No, it's not. God never, never, never says, never will let you give something up that he will not far more bless you bless you for what you give up. A little bit, usually what you have to give up is some fleshly thing in the first place. It's something that just, it just, it, uh, it has to do with our flesh. And I don't mean necessarily sin, but obviously to walk in the flesh is certainly can become a sin. It can become a, 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 a breach between you and you and, and, and you're saving your Lord. Hallelujah. So we are in these days, hallelujah, when God's doing a new work. He's developing a new tabernacle. That tabernacle, hallelujah, is tabernacle with him. You know, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and God showed him how to build. That was out of his grace. Showed him how to build that. I gave him the blueprints, even the measurements and everything for that ark to the saving of his family. But then he was tested. He was tested for seven days. A lot of people don't know that when Noah entered the ark, he sat there for seven days. Now that's a testing of your faith after going through all that. After God shut this, he shut the door. But see, the testing of his faith, hallelujah, you could say, well, maybe God gave the, gave the rest of them, uh, you know, the people that were going to die, the people that Noah witnessed to, the people that Noah had shared with him, that God was going to destroy the earth. And if they didn't repent, you know, they were going to go along, they were going to go to their destruction. But obviously the world had become so so uh, deteriorated morally and character in every which way that there was no hope. There was no hope for the people anymore. So, Obviously, but Noah was certainly, or Noah certainly was tested by sitting in that ark for seven days. And Jesus said, that's why he used, used Noah and uh, as an example for the last days for us today. But there's a harvest that God wants to bring into covenant relationship. And I'll tell you what, I believe that I'm talking tonight, I'm talking to harvesters. There's certain people that God leads me to. I don't have a message for everybody. But I have a message, hallelujah, for somebody. And I just have to trust God, say, God, you got to take me, hallelujah, to where they will listen, to where they will hear my trumpet, hallelujah, to where they'll hear my voice and hear my word and the call, the calling out to humanity that, you know, for the times and seasons and where we're at, to accurately, you know, uh, discern the times and season. God told me years ago that he would send me an angel, and it was called the angel of time, which is the Palmoni angel. You can find it in Job, in the book of Job. And and I've seen that. That angel has come. That has come and, and, uh, and uh, has 
you know, and lately he's been speaking to me a lot. Hallelujah. And so, so that that's God has an angels has angels for everything. Hallelujah. He's got warring angels, messenger angels, all types of different angels. And Steve, we're going to learn more and more and more. The Bible says that the reapers in the last days would be the angels. In other words, the angels, the angels are looking for those that are tabernacling with God, that are getting the voice of God, the timely voice of God for their season. Hallelujah. And God will bless you and bless his church. Hallelujah. I believe he's got angels released for, in the areas of businesses, in the areas of, of prospering in business. Hallelujah. Businessmen are kings. Hallelujah. Not only a priesthood, but a, a kingly order. Hallelujah. He's not done yet. And I praise God, I am not, I'm, look, I'm looking to the, I'm not looking to our government to take care of me. I hope you're not looking for your government to take care of you. Because I tell you, you might be just, you just might be very disappointed in the end of all this. You see, it's the voice of God. It's tabernacle with him. My sheep know my voice and another they will not hear. Hallelujah. You see, you won't be deceived. You want to develop an ear to the Lord. I want to know your voice. I want to have your voice. I want to, I want your voice to be perfected in my life. Hallelujah. And to know the hour and the times and seasons, to be able to warn the, warn the people accurately and show them the love of God. Hallelujah. That surpasses all natural understanding. See, to warn someone is, not, is, is, is loving them. It's not hating them. It's to love them enough to say, look, you know, um, we, we can't continue down this road. You see, seed that's sown will be reaped. There is a day of reckoning. And so I'm a farmer, so I understand about sowing seed. Hallelujah. And the ramifications of sowing to the flesh. The Bible says, Galatians, he that sowed to the flesh shall reap what? Destruction. But he that sowed to the Spirit shall reap eternal life. And that eternal life is eternal rewards. Hallelujah. Just think the rewards that for a little bit we really do are going to be for eternity. They're not just going to be for, for a thousand years. They're going to be for eternity. That's a long time. And, 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 and the word eternity, of course, is... is Actually, it's not necessarily a time. It could be a time, but it actually is no time. It's an eternal reward that has no end to it. If there's no time, there's no end. Hallelujah. It just keeps going on and on and on. Hallelujah. And so I just want to encourage you tonight to think about some of the things that I have shared with you in the different temples. You see, we've got, we have, like in our little town here, we have about, I live in an area, about 1,200 people. We have five churches here. There's five temples. But you know, to tell you the truth, uh, we don't fellowship right here in this in our community. But I, I don't, uh, I know a lot of the different people that go, and I tell you something, they don't know anything about tabernacling with Christ. 
They know nothing about it. They know there's no signs. There's no wonders. There's no miracles. There's no healing. There's no prophecy. There's no recognizing of the gifts of God. There's no recognizing of the apostles and the prophets by the Spirit of God. God says you're supposed to know each other by the Spirit of God, by His Spirit, hallelujah. And His Spirit is His voice. It is the Spirit of truth, hallelujah, that He gives to every believer, but we're to know those that labor amongst us. Well, they think, well, somebody that's laboring, laboring amongst us is probably the, the person that plays the piano or the person that cleans the church. And that's not the labor that he's talking about. He's not talking about labors of waiting on tables. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Those are labors, but that's not what the Bible is talking about. He's talking about intercession. He's talking about... Um, as, as prayers and supplications. He's talking about worship. He's talking about knowing and understanding the Spirit of God. He's talking about leaving room for prophecy. Hallelujah. And the early church done this every day. It was when they came together, when they came to homes. This was the tabernacle. This was the outpouring of Pentecost. They were all in one accord. You see, but the thing is, is they were all in one accord to the voice of God. That's how you get in one accord. It's not man's voice, it's God's voice. And understanding and knowing, you know, knowing his voice and being sensitive to his spirit, hallelujah, and what he's saying. So I hope that you will think about some of these things that I have tried to bring to light this evening. And, and uh, yes, I do. As Elvis said, I do love. I spend uh, hours and hours and hours and just meditating, hallelujah. Um, and I love the revelation knowledge, the outpouring of his wisdom and understanding, the outpouring of the seven spirits of God that stand before the throne of God and the eyes of God, then the horns of God that are sent to the churches. They're sent to where two or three are gathered. Hallelujah. In his name, you see, and we need to get familiar with, with what God has created and what he said in our midst so that we recognize hallelujah and we're able to pray effectively hallelujah and so that our you know our prayers are not hindered hallelujah and that we might truly possess the breadth the width and the height of God's tabernacle and his love hallelujah that fills that tabernacle and and molds the tabernacle into oneness into a body, hallelujah. And so I'm so thankful that um, personally and I, that uh, I've had a, such a, a good friend of Elvis and, and some of you that I've heard your, I've heard your voices, I have not necessarily met you and uh, have shaken your hand or sat down at your table and, and, and broke bread with you. But um, I don't believe that you're on this uh, program for for uh, a mistake. I think it's, there's a purpose. Hallelujah and all this. And uh, God is, is bringing people together. He's uniting people together. Hallelujah. You know, and so that we can call on each other and share with each other and uh, the things and the truths that is being poured out and the spirit that's being poured out, the spirit of Pentecost and revival. Hallelujah of bringing, shaking the church to life again. There's been so much deadness, 
that I have over the years and that I've encountered and and uh and and there's lots of times individuals I cannot I can't even fellowship with. We're not even we're not even in the same rank. We're not even in the same boat if you would. So but hallelujah the we're we are on this uh we are on I believe the eleventh hour coming into the midnight hour and uh <clears throat> where God God has got plans, he's got strategies, fulfill his plans. Hallelujah and purposes in the earth. So and this I give him praise and I give him glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you there, Elvis? Yes. God yes. Bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. If, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 One thing is, is there's an angel here. Whoa! An angel of promise. Amen. And, and a lot of you that are listening, hallelujah, those that are called in and those are, you have promises that you have hanged on, that God hallelujah. has given you. And, and, and um, hallelujah. And God is going to bring you into that harvest. Amen. He's going to bring you into that Jesus. harvest. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He He did not give you that promise. It's not an empty promise. Right. Hallelujah. But That's it, right. But the Lord is going to begin to fulfill. I believe that as as these supernatural happens that, that are going to begin to happen all over the earth, God Amen. is going to begin to move in in, in many believers. And all believers that That's right. that that have called upon him, that are believing God for something. Hallelujah. So so it's not just the one miracle or or the one revival. Hallelujah. It is uh-huh. God is gonna move individually in Amen. each believer's life and he's gonna yeah. move corporately in our Jeez. life. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that we can be a witness. You you know you can be a witness that how God is so good to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The church yes. is going to be a witness how God is so good to her. Yes. And the world is going to witness a God, hallelujah, that is alive. Amen. A God of love. Reality. A God of life. Right. A God right. who who is the solution mm-hmm. to all your problems. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. The solution. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And also there's a healing going on here tonight. There's a Amen. healing. There's Amen. a healing. Hallelujah. Jesus. Lord is saying that those people who, who need a healing in their body. Amen. Hallelujah. Right now, Except you are feeling a, a I'm in heat. agreement with that. You are feeling a heat upon those areas. Hallelujah. Something you feel. Amen. You feel you're feeling God on there. And, and, and hallelujah. Praise God. And, and, and right, you know, and just, you know, just praise the Lord, hallelujah, because cause God you, is healing you. God is healing you, hallelujah. God is healing you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is healing you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's healing hallelujah. me. Praise God. Praise, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Jesus. And, and, you know, you know, that healing and, and deliverance is the children's bread, hallelujah. God has called us right. to walk in divine health, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we are the minister mm-hmm. of healing. 
We are to minister mm-hmm. the healing, hallelujah, to those who are around us, hallelujah. Praise Amen. Lord, hallelujah. You know, Kathy Cuban said that there's a day that's coming that, that there, there'll be no one sick in the house of the Lord. There'll be no mm-hmm. one sick, hallelujah. You right. know what the Lord showed me as we approach the return of Christ? Mm-hmm. Christians will die, hallelujah. Right. Christians will stop dying. Christians mm-hmm. will live longer, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And also, also, it's going to be hard even for unbelievers to die because because believers will 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 wake up in the morning. Yeah. Jesus. Because because you know we're going back to the house to house, house to house. People are going to be gathered. There's some home churches that are going to have meetings in the morning. Hallelujah. There's some home churches that are going to have meetings Amen. in the evening. There's some home churches that are going to have meetings in the afternoon, and they'll come and say they'll open the the the, the funeral section and say hey. Um, some funerals go, let's go over there and all that. And mm-hmm. and every time they report a funeral, hallelujah, these believers will show up and raise the dead, hallelujah, praise God. So if Amen. you're going to have a, a successful funeral, you got to have a secret funeral. Hallelujah, <laughs> praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Glory to God, hallelujah. Amen, because you know what? Death is not the will of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory yeah, to God. Rod- Rod and uh, Elvis, yesterday was the Sabbath, and the Lord was talking to me, and he said something very interesting I will share with you guys right now. His statement was, this is the last generation. I'm using the last generation to set the earth right. Hallelujah. And I will cap it off with my return. So every human being on earth, whether they're doing evil things, uh, lukewarm things or things for God is going to be used to set the earth right. Some to die, some to be martyrs, some to be gatherers and harvesters, some to be fighting on Satan's uh, side during Armageddon, but every person alive today will have a role. Amen. That's right. God so is all we have God. to do is be, be careful what role we choose and who we choose to follow. Yeah. But yep. this last generation is going to set the earth right. The earth mm-hmm. is wrong now. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yep. Glory you to said, God. The, the word I get is setting things in order. The original order. Whoa! Ooh. And that, that, I think that goes along with what, what you're sharing. And, Hallelujah. And, uh, even before Adam and Eve fell. That's, that's sure. where we're headed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There were doors that were opened. There were gates that were opened. Hallelujah. You see, when they sinned, there were gates that were opened. Hallelujah. You see, that because of their sin, Satan had legal right to come through those gates. Hallelujah. But see, God, the battle's at the gates. Hallelujah. And, and of course, obviously, um, we're taking those gates back. Hallelujah. We're establishing the voice of God at those gates. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 We're establishing his voice. We're the echo. I always say I'm an echo. I used to play tap with my trumpet. That was the echo. So whatever comes out of the throne, I echo. Hallelujah. Into the earth. Wow! The North American continent. There's a North Gate a south gate, an east gate, and a west gate. And I was told this by the holder of the west gate. Her gate is the fire gate. The north gate is the kingdom. 
The south gate is revival. The east gate is repentance. Repentance has to come before revival, but there's a gate to the North American continent, and it's already manned by followers of God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. We're taking back what's been stole, stolen because we have a, a legal right. We have a legal oh. right, see. Well, um, let, me, let me pray now. Let me pray for Jesus. all those who, who have called in and all those who will listen. Father, Amen. in authority of the Lord Jesus, Jesus. Christ, how do you, if two mm-hmm. or three, and Lord God, those who have called in, we agree right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We agree. For everyone who will listen to this message of God, that number one, God, that they will have breakthrough in the areas that they want to move forward in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And those that have been tapped into any addiction, that they will automatically have freedom. Hallelujah. After listening Amen. to this message today. And God, Lord, we pray Jesus. that those who need a healing in their body, that they will be completely healed no matter what it is, in the name of Jesus Christ. And, Father God, we pray that those people that need a financial breakthrough, a financial miracle, that they will have it in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, Father God, we pray, Lord, that those who want um, um, their their faith renewed, oh God, the fire, their zeal, oh, their passion for Christ renewed, let it be renewed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And Lord God, everyone who, all the ministers, all the people that that, that want to move forward, God, and, and, and the people that they're hitting a wall, let it come an open door in their life. An open Jesus. door, hallelujah. An yeah. open door, hallelujah. An open gate, hallelujah. Oh mm-hmm. God, more than one, oh God. More than two, more than three, hallelujah. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because Lord Jesus, you are the open Amen. door, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And therefore, mm-hmm. we have open doors, hallelujah. And Lord Jesus, hallelujah, amen, when, when you were on the cross, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus. God, when you said it was finished, oh God, amen. the the the, um, the veil ripped, oh God, so you broke through. So therefore, we have broke through. Yep. In the name of Jesus Christ, and those right. who, who, God, those who have been in trouble with backsliding, oh God, that they will be healed, mm-hmm. amen. oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And set free in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and no longer base their relationship on 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 themselves, but on mm-hmm. Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And what Christ has done in the name Amen. of Jesus Amen. Christ. In Amen. Jesus, and we pray, Father God, that Lord God, we pray for everyone who has been touched by SIM, and everyone Amen. who is a member or a partner. Hallelujah. And 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 anyone who who receives. The articles and 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 has been influenced of God. We pray, Amen, for a freshness of God to come upon them Amen. in the name of Jesus. Right now, Jesus. right now, right Amen. now, God. and Lord God, all the seeds that you have used this ministry to plant over the earth, Hallelujah. We call Jesus. for a thousandfold return, a thousandfold return in no, the name you... of Jesus. And we call for a a, a a return beyond beyond numbers in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Jesus and name. And God, Lord, we pray, everyone mm-hmm. who is called in, we Amen. for God, mm-hmm. for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon their life. In Jesus' name. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Yep. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 